I hired my friends and they're like, don't work with friends, don't work with mm. friends. And in the friends of the friends of the friends, it's like, oh gosh, we need a guy to operate. Well, call your buddy up. He's not doing anything. Have him come on board. And, yep, you're hired. You can drive. Okay, you're hired. Those people are still here today. You know, I got told a million times, don't do it. And, you know, quite honestly, I wouldn't, if I did it all over again, I'd do the same thing. Yeah. That was Todd Pitts. And this is Guild Stories. Welcome to Guild Stories, the podcast where every person has a story, and it's the stories that connect us all. I'm Justin Rickliffs, founder and CEO of Guild Content. We are so grateful you're here. This podcast is a place where we'll explore the stories of hustlers, dreamers, and doers who are going for it by pursuing meaningful work and living life with purpose. Welcome to Guild Stories. Hey, welcome back to Guild Stories. Pumped to have a, a friend and client and fellow uh, journeyman on the <laughs> entrepreneur path, um, Todd Pitts. Todd runs, in, founded and runs Insane Impact, uh, which is just like a cool, kick-ass, really fun uh, company that we're going to hear all about and, and more importantly hear about Todd's journey and his story. So Todd, thanks for letting us come up to Waukee, Iowa and hang with you, brother. Yeah, I wish the weather was a little warmer. We should have done this a month ago when we planned on it, Justin, but uh, appreciate you having me. You know, we're, we're thrilled to, you know, hop on the mic today and, and tell you a little bit about the story. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a great hour. So yeah, I love it, man. I can't wait. Um, so for those who don't know, just jump us into the deep end of Insane Impact, and then we'll kind of reach like trace the steps all the way back. But but in a nutshell, like Insane Impact is and does what? Yeah, Insane Impact. We're in theory, we're a, you know we're an audio visual company. Uh, so we with a primary focus on LED video walls, whether that's for for rent or purchase. Um, you know, LED video wall technology you know has grown and really exploded over the course mm. of the last you know six to ten mm. years. And we were we were really fortunate to get in when we you know made the decision to to jump in and do something here. And you know, so we're. We're an AV company. We do a little bit of everything. We very rarely say no to stuff, um, but the primary focus is, uh, you know, in that LED space. Um, we design and build and sell mobile trailers. We're a U.S. market leader. Mm. Um, we install uh, scoreboards, uh, mm. conference room takeover, uh, you know, churches, you mm. know, house of worship type things, and we and we do rentals uh, across the entire United States. We've got the largest fleet of rental products in the U.S., uh, so it's, uh, you know, in a nutshell, that's, mm. that is Insane Impact. And you know, really, the name, uh, it, we just felt like we could find a different, uh, a better mousetrap for, for what was going on out there. And, and the name itself is certainly mm. we wanted to leave that lasting impression on somebody and leave that, you know, Insane Impact on their event. So that's, uh, that is Insane Impact in a, at a 30,000 foot view. <laughs> that's so. awesome. That's awesome. Uh, we've had the fortune, well, I, I guess I'll, Set a little bit of context. We, um, your COO BJ Supple and I worked together in a previous life at the Chiefs, and and I remember I was still there when he then became like he was like you know selling Insane Impact product in its first first in, first you know uh, iteration, and I remember kind of going out to the one of the Chiefs tailgate parties or lots and. You guys had this like cool, and I'm sure now it, you'd look back on it and think it's like ancient um, technology, but this really cool outdoor, big ass TV, for lack of a better word, on on a trailer that was like raised up. I was like, damn, this is really cool, um, and just was was proud of of BJ and what he was doing. Um, how did like what's the founding and the origin story of of this uh, this wild but now amazing 
venture you're on? Yeah, it's a great and uh, ultimately great question and a crazy you know response. But I was uh, my former life was in the golf business, so mm-hmm. I was prior to this. I was a manufacturer sales rep for TaylorMade Golf for ten years. I traveled. I stared at the windshield for. Mm-hmm you know, 10 years across to Iowa, Nebraska, South Dakota. Mm. Um, I left TaylorMade Golf to go work for Cobra Puma Golf. And then uh, for about a 14, 15 months, I was flying back and forth to Cal- you know, California every other week and mm. and spending some time with uh, with the folks at Cobra. But, you know, prior to that, you know, back in my TaylorMade day, I was introduced to this technology, LED technology, from one of my golf customers, his college roommate, mm. had a video truck, um, so we went by and took a you know look at it one day, and it just that day it really just opened my eyes. I'm like, this is really cool technology. There's got to be a way I can incorporate this into you know what I'm doing with TaylorMade. So we took uh, this this large truck um, you know out to driving ranges, and we started utilizing awesome. it to you know when we launched new drivers, you know we'd hook up the launch monitor to the TV truck, and you know everybody was life size on the truck, watching themselves on the camera. They could That's see all their sweet. stats, and it just really it was something that you know, for the, the common golfer or the country club, you know, enthusiast or member, I mean, this was a really cool thing for them. So what was a Midwest type thing, you know, just going around to different country clubs turned into a relationship with TaylorMade where this, uh, this company in the truck was cruising around all across the country, PGA show demo days, started doing some stuff for Callaway. And, you know, so it was really kind of a, mm. it was, the introduction was, is an eye opener for me and never really had any thoughts or ambition to start an LED company, but um, it really helped me, you know, in my, in my sales and, and strategy with, with TaylorMade Golf. And, you know, as time went on, you mm. know, more kids and the wife and the travel and mm. everything else. And, you know, I just, I knew that that was not a sustainable model to mm. continue to fly to California back and forth with a fourth kid on the way. And, um, you know, well, so funny we, how that works, how, <laughs> yeah. how that changes things very quickly. No yep. question. Yep. No question. Priority is in check. But um, so I got the crazy idea mm. to, to leave the golf business and knowing that, um, you know, had a good two to three years experience with LED and, and kind of this this concept of driving this truck around for special events. Um, really worked with, uh, you know, an operations guy here locally to kind of put the pieces of the puzzle together. And, Mm. and, uh, you know, we kicked this thing off in late 2015. Um, so we had a, we had a concept, um, we had a lot of great customers from my golf relationships. Um, we had signed contracts before we even had a business and it was, uh, it was, uh, all, all uphill from there. So <laughs> uphill, uh, in the, cl- <laughs> in the climb sense and the, yeah. <laughs> um, in, in, in the good ways of being uphill and, and, and the challenges for sure. Um, how did you always have that kind of itch or burn or desire to start or build, or was it kind of the life circumstances combined with the work experience that made you kind of flip the switch or like what, what was the, you know, kind of the underneath stuff that was going on as you thought about, um, starting? Yeah, no, it's a, that's an awesome question because I get it asked a lot. And, you know, the one unique thing about TaylorMade Golf Company, and, and I love the company, I love the brand, and I loved everything that we did there. And, and although, you know, you're a W-2 mm-hmm. employee, you're mm-hmm. you're trained and taught to go out and run your territory, kind of, mm-hmm. you know, eat what you kill mentality. And I've always been a sales guy, super type A, mm-hmm. and something mm-hmm. that I knew that I could excel, mm-hmm. you know, out there selling golf clubs and, and building relationships, yeah. most importantly. And it was really, you know, this is your territory, this is your budget, this is your sales number, go. Mm-hmm. And I think the drive and the, the determination and the commitment to building out, you know, I was one of the, I had the largest geography of any sales rep in the United States for TaylorMade Golf. Um, 
from a, from a geography perspective. Um, pretty sure at one point in time, I reached the, the most number of customers for the company out of 75 sales reps at that time, mm. um, you know, back in the, the late 2009, early 2010s. And, you know, just that whole, the, the mentality of the relentless innovation from TaylorMade Golf, um, the relentless pursuit of trying to get more and more customers to do more and more business. It just, I think those are a lot of the core values that, mm. um, you know, that I learned. But, you know, I grew up on a farm in Northwest mm. Iowa, small town Iowa. We worked hard, you know. We, we were on the farm with, you know, livestock and in the fields in the fall, you know, harvesting and, you know, just core value, good core values from my parents. Um, but always wanted, I always knew that there was something bigger and something better and something that if I could have my hands around it, that, you know, I'd ultimately want to control my own destination. And, and I think just a lot of that stuff, whether just the core values growing up, what I learned, you know, working for, I was with Shields for two years oh, you were. Cool. and went through the, went through the ringer there and had a, mm. I was on path to, you know, work my way up the proverbial totem pole yep. at Shields. And I loved the company, great company, mm. um, learned a lot there. Um, and then the opportunity came along with TaylorMade mm. and never looked back, yeah. um, had the opportunity and, and took it and ran with it. And, you know, so I think a lot of just the, the core values, Justin, you know, working for great companies along the way, um, you know, and ultimately being rewarded for hard work gave me that extra kind of nudge and push to want to do something on my own. And then, of course, again, the being around more, being around home more, and and uh, huge leap. Um, obviously, um, I don't think my wife really had a. Uh, if you ask her, she said I didn't really have a say. <laughs> I just she just trusts me and believes in what we're going to yeah. do, and she knows that everything's going to be fine. So, I mean, that's the best part about you know. Yep. Uh, marriage and having somebody that supports what you do. So, yep. Yep. That's awesome. Well said. That's uh, it, it definitely, she probably doesn't get the, um, the podcast interviews and the fanfare and the website exposure and the, the, the different client feedback and trips, but like every bit is a part of the journey. I'm sure if she's anything like, uh, like my wife Brooke. So, um, the, okay. So you leave like arguably one of the top, brands in the world you tailor-made in the golf circle is every bit as powerful if not more than a nike or a an adidas in soccer right like that is that is the brand in golf at least one of the top three um that's that's a tough thing to unplug from without mm-hmm. certainty not mm-hmm. that you didn't have confidence and clarity but wasn't certain there's no clear um and and 100 percent predictable success pattern when you're building um it's also interesting and i, I want to hear your feedback on it like you also launched with an in- industry that you didn't um there's suppliers manufacturers there's lots of complexity into the into the final product and so i, I would just love to hear your thought process on it's awesome that you had signed contracts and relationships that helped you launch but what were those first 12 to 18 months like if you can remember them yeah it was a bloodbath um, <laughs> like wholeheartedly full yep. transparency it was a, of course it was, it was. An absolute bloodbath and it, it was has awesome to be. yeah and it was i yep. mean the, the my skin is so thick um and we always we always had this term and we don't use it anymore but we use it when we get asked but it mm. was all you know just blood sweat tears and beers i mean it was <laughs> it was awesome. that that was the that was our kind of our motto for the first <laughs> the first two and a half three years even but you know you're right. I didn't have, uh, I don't have a engineering science background. I don't have a, you know, IT background. I didn't have any of that. What I had was just, you know, my, my reason for wanting to start this up is that I knew that if I, if I got the right team, you know, and we had good relationships out there. And when we started this, we were just thinking we were going to be some small little five state Midwest boutique company. 
And, you know, for the first three, four, eight months, it might have been that, but it quickly exploded into, you know, a national thing. But, you know, the first, the it was complete smoke and mirrors, Justin. I mean, it was, we had renderings of product that didn't exist. You know, they weren't engineered. They, they, were, con they were conceptual. And, you know, the thing is, we, we were able to, you know, hire the right people. And, and I'll talk about that in a minute too, but we're able to hire the right people and we had we had these pamphlets, and it was Smile and Dial 101. It was four guys in a conference room that we rented, you know, over on in West Des Moines. Mm. And we we had the phones there, and we were calling everybody we knew, and then some. We were building lists. I mean, it was just straight mm. Smile and Dial. It's awesome. And you know, I can tell you, while that exercise wasn't it wasn't for nothing. But we knew and we found out very quickly that's not the way that we were going to grow this business because we were calling people that didn't need stuff. Um, we maybe thought they did just based upon, hey, buddy, listen, you know, host a watch party or whatever it is. And like, no, we don't need to spend three grand on a watch party. You know, that's not what we want. So it's just, you know, mm -hmm. so that the first kind of the conceptually coming out of this thing in our thought process and our strategy on how we were going to build this business really, um, again, well, not for nothing. It just it wasn't who we are today. Um, but the team and I talk a lot about that and I'm sure we'll talk more about it. But I built a company, Justin, that probably most people wouldn't probably completely opposite of the way most people would, you know, cause I, I literally hired my friends. <laughs> I hired my friends and they're like, don't work with friends. Don't work with mm -hmm. friends. Mm -hmm. I mean, and these were people, the first few, two or three people that I hired are, were dear friends of mine, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and the friends of the friends of the friends, like, Oh gosh, we need a guy to operate. Well, call your buddy up. He's not doing anything. Have him come on board. And, yep. You're hired. You can drive, you know? Okay. You're hired. And those people are still here today. Mm -hmm. Um, mm. and it was the whole buddy mentality that, uh, you know, I got told a million times, don't do it. And, you know, quite honestly, I wouldn't, if I did it all over again, I'd do the same thing. Yeah. No yeah. question. Yeah. That's awesome. There's so much rich, good stuff in, in what you just said. So thank number one, thanks for sharing it. It's fun to, it's fun, even though it was only six years ago for you, it, it quite literally is an eternity in terms of, um, the, the, the difference those days are in the same way that six years from now, we'll look back on this time and your company's journey and be like, what in the world? Like, that's crazy. I can't believe that's where we were, but it is. And, and, and I'm grateful you use the term bloodbath and it instantly, um, it instantly reminded me, we, we have the pleasure of, uh, getting to sit with lots of leaders and, and folks doing neat things. And one of our clients has, was started in 1992. So they have, a, they have a long track record on us, right? Like the, the journey's a lot longer. And they started with 20 people and, um, and, and today are, are well, 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 well beyond that into the tens of thousands and, and have bees behind their, their annual revenues, uh, which is not us, by the way, <laughs> for clarity. <laughs> um, and I had the fortune of kind of sitting in a meeting where the CEO and, and founder still the CEO, was talking um, and, and reflecting on his journey. And what, what was interesting, and, and he kind of said it as a throwaway comment, but it was the one, like, huge red, you know, in a good way, red flag of the conversation, like the, the signpost of the conversation. He's like, you know what? We didn't know at that point, and he was in his mid-30s when he started. Um, he's like, we didn't know we could fail. Like, we were just so you know, yeah, blood, sweat, tears, and beers, right? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. it was just, we believed, and we were 
maybe naive and kind of dumb, but like we just knew we were setting sail and, and we didn't even realize we could fail. And, and it, the, the concept of that bloodbath of like, man, if, if, if you knew how hard it was going to be, you probably wouldn't have started. And it's the very reason that you should have and, and that I should have and that others should. Um, but anyway, I just, I'm, I'm grateful for that. The, the, the concept, I'd, I'd love for you to unpack more the concept of hiring buddies. Cause I do think we not the same exact story, but we have, um, we grew our little sm- small business through relationship, through friends, through a guy I worked with at the chiefs, through a neighbor, who had a best friend who was looking for a side hustle job that she became like a five hour a week and now she's our VP of creative. Right. Um, so uh, that concept is, is, uh, is interesting. And, and I'd love to hear you unpack that more and not just the, the reason that you hired the friends, but like how it's benefited the business. Yeah, no, I mean, it's kind of like that old saying, don't borrow money from family. Right. Mm. <laughs> and, mm. uh, that was kind of what everybody was saying along the way as we were kicking this thing off and, mm. And, you know, my approach to this by hiring friends is, you know, I felt like I had a good enough relationship mm-hmm. with them. You know, if I, if I go into battle, they're going to come with me and we're going to figure it out. You know, there was failure was not an option. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's no question that it, throughout this entire thing and, and people can, you know, call me a liar. They can say what they want. But <laughs> the people that know me and know, you know, our board and our investors, they knew that this thing was not going to fail. They just, they knew that I wouldn't let them down. Mm. Another thing we did is we went to friends and, and, you know, family and acquaintances, you know, to raise capital for the Mm. company, Justin. Mm. And that's another thing. It's like, okay, I'm putting, I'm putting friends and family and and people, you know, their lives on the line here. (laughs) I say lives on the line. It's like they're giving millions of dollars, (laughs) but uh, you know, it's, I went and I chose to go that route because I knew that they would come into battle with me. Mm. And, uh, Mm. It's just, you know, the mm. minute that I accepted the first dollar from an investor, mm. you know, I knew that it was real. I mean, okay, this is, it's fun to put it on paper and here's our business plan and here's how we're going to grow. And that's all fancy, but it's not reality because we're, you know, throwing a, a right. you know, a pole into the, you know, lure into the water and we don't know what's going to happen. Right. We can't predict it. So it became really real in late 2015 mm. when the, the first dollar was raised from, you know, friends and family, you know, and then we go into, you know, the, the build out of the employees and we talk about hiring buddies. Well, um, one of the first couple people that I hired was somebody I've known his family for 20, you know, 10, 15 years, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, again, I just knew that if, if I could get them on board, you know, and they could understand the concept and they could understand what we're trying to accomplish, they could be a part of something really cool. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it, and it awesome. zero hesitation. I mean, the whole thing of the writing up the offer letter on the napkins, I, I'll never forget it. I was down in St. Louis with um, one of the first guys we hired. And, uh, you know, we're sitting at, after a long day, I was with Cobra Puma. He was, okay. I was the regional manager for Cobra Puma. He was the sales rep in St. Louis. And we, we got done with a full day of customers. We were sitting down at the hotel having a drink. And, and I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm mm. doing this thing. Mm. You know, here's what it is. Here's the, he knew nothing about it. Mm. And we, we just kind of sat there and talked through it. And I'm like, I want you to come on board. You know? awesome. I want you to leave Cobra Puma Golf. And, you know, we're going to leave and we're going to do this thing. Mm. And he was the first one we hired. And then mm. within weeks, literally, we had, you know, two and three and four of his best friends in the Quad Cities. That's awesome. And, again, these people all still work here today. So it's just uh, I, I just never – I was never mm. concerned about, you know, everybody saying don't hire your best friends. Mm. You know, I just – I'm like, I like this guy. Mm. I, know, I know they can work hard. 
and I'm going to give them a reason to want to stay here. And we and we pay well, and mm-hmm. and we mm-hmm. and we we compensate our people well. We take great care of them. Um, my wife and I are family first, and this is a small enough organization yeah. to where we just we want to treat people well because we know that if we want to get to the end game someday, you know, it's going to take you know career employees to get there. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that whole you know hiring the friends and yeah. building this thing up in the friend network. I ne- again, just like starting the business, I never looked back. You know, we're going to hire these guys. They're going to work hard. We're going to, you know, go into battle and, and get this thing done. So that's awesome, man. Uh, I love, I love the answer, and I resonate deeply with it because it's like the 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 whole thing. You're in a much different business than than we are, but like really, it all does eventually come back to the people. Always, mm-hmm. you have the best widgets, the best thing, the best tech, the best service, the best idea, and it's like if you don't have the humans to execute and to care and to build and maintain trust, the whole thing falls apart, mm-hmm. no matter what the business, right? Um, and that that level of relationship and trust that you already had, and you because you knew, yep, they would go into battle. They would they would show up when the stuff when the bullets start flying. To continue the metaphor, um, when the bullets start flying, you know how they'll respond because you've seen them do it in other areas or in other other environments or other contexts. And um, I, I do think there's like th- there's so much wisdom in the practical application of building a team with people that you know. Doesn't mean like. Doesn't mean your buddy who's a lazy punk and who doesn't work hard, right? But it yeah. does mean it does mean that stickiness and that trust and that level of like camaraderie and brother or sisterhood, right? Like that that stuff. Uh, it, 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 and it's fun. And I'm trying to connect a couple thoughts here, um, but it's also an incredibly impactful when you go through the times like we've all recently gone through, when you have some equity relationally to know like. Hey, I don't know exactly how to navigate the pandemic, y'all, because we've never—I didn't even know that word existed until two weeks mm-hmm. ago. But we're in one, and we got to figure this thing out. And you know who—you know who's with you. Yeah. You know how how it's going to go. You don't know the end result, maybe, but you know how they're going to respond. Um, yeah, good. Yeah, I mean, I just—I think about some of these experience. You know, some of these things we went through, Justin, and I know there was moments in our business within the first eighteen months, like you know, twelve months, eighteen months, twenty-four months, where. Are we going to make it? You know, are we going to get there? Yeah. And yeah. one of the things that that kept the the ship together was, you know, in our calls because it was a tough time. It was probably eighteen to probably in that eighteen to twenty four month range. Um, you know, just going through major growing pains. Um, and we got those to, suck, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> They're so hard. Yeah, no kidding. And I, I recall this. You know, the, the meeting. I called everybody in the meeting, and I said, "Listen, it's it's October. You know, we're short on cash. You know, and there's no going to the bank. You know, we don't have the we don't have the ability to get to the you know get to where we need to go. We've got to either a hold pay or lay off. And you know, and it was a. I know if there would have been people Man. that I didn't know. You know, if I would have had just employees that we hired off the street. They would have been gone, yep. and we would have looked for the next and, thing. And we'd and, have yep. been done, you know. But I'm. I look back at that. The one benefit to having people mm-hmm. that you know that I knew that came on board mm-hmm. that were already had all that sweat equity into it. Um, there wasn't a single hesitation, and mm-hmm. we're talking five, six employees, you know, that mm-hmm. literally took a significant hold back and pay, you know, or whatever mm-hmm. it was to get to the mm-hmm. you know get to the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And I just know that going back to the buddy hiring the friends and the you know people mm. that you know and you can trust and work hard 
we wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for that situation and that commitment Perfect. and that dedication from them. So that's one of many examples mm-hmm. working, you know, 18 hour days, mm-hmm. you know, overnights, everything to get ready for the next show. And it was just, it, mm-hmm. it was just crazy, but I just know that I wouldn't have got that same output and we wouldn't yeah. be in the same position we were today. Yeah, man, that's so powerful. Thanks for sharing. Um, yeah. It, it's easy to glamorize or glorify companies that are, six, 10, 15, 20 years down the road. But like those 18 month moments, those six months moments, that three year mark, right? Like those, those really pivotal, meaningful, painful, Mm -hmm. but honest moments are like, that's where the thing that's, that's the, that's, that's the good stuff, man. I appreciate you sharing. Um, For you, like, like leader, founder, CEO, visionary out front spearhead guy, right? Um, What's the journey been like for you from a, I don't know, leadership development standpoint, character building, testing, like all the, uh, if, if, if yours has been anything like mine, it is, a, it is an awakening. Yeah. Um, it, it, is a, it is a fortifying, galvanizing journey, which isn't always fun. I had to send a mm. damn text last night to the two VPs in our company of like, damn it, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of an ass in that meeting and... Uh, I'm sorry, right? Like, it's just, and I'm like, man, I'm five years in and I'm still like, more stuff's emerging around um, my own, my own shortcomings and weaknesses. And of course, like, there's a million pluses and strengths, right? But like, your, your, you know, journey of the soul. (laughs) How's that that going for you, bro? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, the one thing that if you asked any one of the current, uh, employees uh they'll i mean i'm as rogue as it gets i mean i just um you know awesome. i uh yeah there and we, we we don't necessarily need to get into that you know during this one but they just they know that you know mm. I, I will absolutely say what's on my mind mm. and i think that mm. you know having a you know guys that have been here four or five six years they just know that's the way that i am but yeah. i just it, but they also understand and know that it's it's for good intention too. Mm. Um, mm. I'm a softy. There's mm. no question. You, you asked any of them too. I'm mean, I'm a super softy, and mm. um, I just I'm a simple business guy, Justin. I, mm. I I don't I don't read all the fancy books. Um, you know, I focus on what I can control, mm. and you know, I focus on relationship building with our vendors. Mm. Um, I focus on a ton with the team on giving them you know skill sets and, and values and, and life experiences that I've had both in business and personal. Um, and I just, I, would like to think of myself as a, you know, a big teddy bear, you know, dad of the, although BJ is older than me, <laughs> old guy, but, uh, um, I just, I'm a big teddy bear, but, you know, within inside the teddy bear is, you know, a guy that has more passion and more desire mm-hmm. to, to get it done. And so my approach, um, mm-hmm. might be different than most too. I'm a, mm-hmm. um, I just, I want to, I want to, the thing that I want to try and, you know, I guess our people they're just so unique. And I think if Mm. they work for us um, and they work with us for more than a period of, you know, a week or even a month, they Mm. find out real quick about who we are, how we operate. And, and I think that that is, that resonates well with them. I think you get more output than being the hardcore, Mm. you know, hammer down. It just doesn't, I've never been that way. I will never be that way because I just know that, that, that style of leadership is just not who I am. And it's not, it, we would never be where we are today if, Mm with the hammer down, um, hammer down in terms of getting stuff done sure, and making it right. happen. Yes. That's but right. it's just, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a softy inside. Um, I just care so much mm-hmm. about the people we have and, and the company and the, you know, 
I just, I don't stress a lot. Mm -hmm. And and I know there's a lot of people too that say you have to stress. I don't stress. I just Mm -hmm. figure out a way to get it done. Mm -hmm. There's always a way to get it done. There's always an out. Um, and we may have more, more than, you know, three strikes. We maybe have had seven or eight strikes, but the reality is, is that there's a, there's a lot more outs in the, in the game than, Mm. than, you know, three and one. So Mm. it's just, we, you know, when I sit back and reflect on the journey and from Mm. when I wanted to launch this company to where we are today, um, my leadership style has not changed in how I want to, you know, present myself to our employees, to, the press to you know the communities to our investors mm. it's always been we're going to hire the best people mm. you know we're going to work really really hard we're going to improve every day we're going to take care of our people because mm. they ultimately are you know out in the trenches and we're going to get to the we'll get there i mean we'll we'll just find ways to get there mm. and fortunately we we have um and we've done it you know I'd say fairly unscathed when you think about some of the <laughs> yeah. things that the That's trauma right. that can happen That's with right. growing a business but mm. um I just, you mm. know, I've never stressed it. Um, I've never, you know, all the times when we never knew if we would make it to the next day or not, because I know there was, um, there's always going to be a way. And we just, that's the mentality everybody in our teams had. And I think that served everybody well. So I love it. Uh, you, you, you articulated wonderfully the, um, uh, what's the best way to phrase this? The, the energy that you clarified, right? Like the, the, the team, those those values are contagious. Those, those values are um, galvanizing. Is a word we've kind of thrown around in our world the last few days. Of it, it it's focused. It's harnessed. It's channeled. Right. Um, I'm rogue. I go rogue a million times and chase a million squirrels too. But when you when you talk about a mission and a vision to be aligned and to be focused, um, it it pretty quickly clarifies for your team what the, in a, in, in, in a shame-free, non-heavy-handed way, mm-hmm. clarifies where you're headed and, and um, illuminates the, the people who may not be the right fit for that type of a season of a company's journey. And, and that's been a wrestling match for me, even just kind of thinking through, man, and, and I had a, a good friend and mentor who also happens to be a client. She, she told me, hey, like, you're in a season of your of your company's journey where you're still building. You need builders. You need people that are gritty and resilient. And and it's like, duh, right? <laughs> of course. Mm-hmm. And like, it helped to hear it. It helped to say, oh, yeah, everybody here has to kind of build. Every, they don't have to be the founder or the CEO or take the risk or be a VP. Like, they could be the the uh, the, the the first ring on the ladder, right? But like, they got to be, they got to have that mindset, that building yeah. That builder mindset, that that resilience, that um, resourcefulness, that figure it out, get it done. I loved how you said, like, we're going to find a way to get it done. Yeah. Like, and and that's that's teachable to a degree, but it's also kind of like in the guts of you, right? Yeah. Um, Absolutely, no question. It's you're not, you know. I I just feel like I'm built differently. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's not that's not like a pat on the back. Yeah. I'm built yeah. differently. I just yeah. I'm always whether it's personal. Um, dealing with my my wife or my kids or stuff at the house or you know here mm. in the business, I'm just I'm always going to find a way to get it done. Mm. And you know, and hopefully you know as we've built this business, it's been you know ethically mm. you know correct and morally correct. And a lot of the things that we've done, I think that's another thing too is we care mm. we care deeply about the mission that we have internally, but we also care a lot about our customer. And I think 
if our if you look at the way our business has grown over the course of the last five six years and just as rocket ship, mm. um, I think that that's evident. You know that mm. our customers know that we care. You know deeply care about them. So yeah, yeah, uh, care covers a lot, man. It really does. Um, you mentioned you had a comment that you said um, we're going to get there. What's what 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 have those like their moments been over the last few years? Like like is it team size? Is it market? Is it product lineup? Is it impact? Like what's you know? I, I think we're all trying to kind of figure out like wh- where the hell are we going? <laughs> what is there? Uh, I, I'd love to know like how you define and maybe even in a reflection like you you know I want to get there and then I want to get there. Like what where is there? Yeah. What's that mean for you? I think it's a couple different answers. If I'm talking to the, you know, the current investor group, it's one answer. Sure, <laughs> if sure. If it's talking about just where I feel that this company is going to mm. go in terms of, you know, and so let's talk about the company and, you know, mm. break it down a little bit more, more macro, I guess. Mm. I, there is, you know, I, we are going to continue to, we've got really three revenue channels, uh, three paths to, to drive in revenue. We've got you know, our rental division, uh, which is a brokerage model with our rental division that is, um, it, it doesn't exist with any other company in the United States. Um, so we've got a very clear, very cool um, model that uh, is, is just unmatchable mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. We've got, um, we're a leader in the United States when it comes to selling mobile LED trailers. We are clear number one. Mm-hmm. And, and it's all gas and no break. Um, and we've been doing it with... Um, you know, really with a, just a handful of models. And, mm. you know, so the growth and expansion of the portfolio mm. is going to further solidify us. So, I mean, we're, we're chasing number one and we're chasing, you know, we, we are number one and we get into, you know, our installation division, which we are ranked, you know, 999 out of a thousand out there in the U S mm. but it's the fastest growing Avenue for us. It's mm. just something that has kind of been, um, it's a result of, you know, building, developing relationships with our current rental customers and our mobile retail customers and then finding out, oh, gosh, you do this, you know. So mm-hmm. it's just we have, you know, so much um, we have so much action and momentum in those channels. Mm-hmm. And I think w- what the where is, is, you know, we're in a spot right now where it took us, mm-hmm. you know, five, six years to get to where we are today, not just from a revenue perspective, but really identifying, you know, who are the right personnel for those individual channels who can take it and run with it. I have absolute 100% confidence in every head of those, you know, revenue channels that we're going to continue to dominate in those and dominate in our minds, you know, mm-hmm. in, in the way that we want to dominate. And I think that there is getting, you know, everybody in a spot where they have complete control over it. They're running their business like it's their own. Um, they're, and they're clicking on all cylinders. And that's where, that's where for us, mm-hmm. because I know that is something that becomes an annuity. They're happy they're having fun. They love coming to work. They're making a good living. They can provide for their families. Um, so we're almost, we're like really right there. Justin, yeah, honestly, yeah. we've got the core people yeah. that are just out there kicking butt. And, you know, and then, you know, having a, a CFO and somebody that can take that burden off of me and I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> just go do it, take care yep. of it, you know. Yeah. So just in all, you know, those core yep. areas, you know, that's there for me. And whatever the, I don't worry about the end number. I don't worry about the end game so much. I worry about making sure that our people are in their place. Mm. Um, they're getting taken care of and the rest is going to happen. So um, I feel like we're right there as it that's relates awesome. to that specific chant, you know, how we're going to get there. Mm. Um, big picture stuff, you know, hey, is it 
I never mm. started this company, Justin, thinking, oh, I want to go out and build this thing up to 50 million and sell it for 100 million or whatever it might be. I mm. never, that mm. was never it for me because I, again, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. But, right. It's, um, we may, we'll hopefully eventually get yeah. there and, yeah. and we're on a, a really nice path to be, become more recognizable. And, you know, there's conversations that, you know, I have probably every six months about what's the, what's the end game? Are, you know, are you looking to acquire? Are you, do you want to be acquired? You know, I hope that we continue to do a great job out there in the marketplace. We continue to be market leaders in some of these categories. And I'm confident that if we keep doing those things, then those opportunities will present themselves and we'll evaluate just like every company does. But I feel like we're just getting started. Mm. I mean, to me, it's like we just, it took us five to five and a half years, you know, going through the pandemic and, you know, we flipped the switch and now it's just, again, kind of all gas and no break uh, for us. So we're, we felt like it's taken us this long to get to where we are, to where we want to be, mm. to get there, mm. you know, quote unquote. Mm. And now it's, you know, now we can really start to, to have a little fun here. And, and uh, so, That's you know, great. all in all, yeah, it, it'd be great to sell the company for millions of dollars someday yeah. and, you know, sit back and retire. That's not me. Yeah. My dad's 65. <laughs> he still works till this day and he'll work till he's, you know, 85. My grandpa drove you know, combine and power wash hog buildings till he was 75. I mean, I just, it's not in me to sit back and relax. I just, you know, yeah, we could go sell this, but I'm going to start something else. It's just part of the deal. So. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, I, I'm, I'm grateful for the, the context because I think it's a, it's a wonderful answer, number one. But number two, I think it's just this real, um, it, it, again, maybe there are exceptions. I haven't found many of them that like, it really does just take a ton of time and reps um, and and dr- stepping into the um, it, I'm trying to make a golf analogy. I'm a terrible golfer, so I, I couldn't even <laughs> think of one. So I'll I'll skip it. But the um, the it, it takes five years, man. Like it, I, we're in the same boat, and and yeah, like there's success. There's metrics that show it's going to make it or going to be okay uh, before the five year mark. And, and we're our, our five year anniversary is next March. Um, but the the like. The, the, the lie or the belief, you know, the hashtag hustle on Instagram. And it's like, you're going to be driving a Lambo in 12 months. And it's like, it's bullshit. It's yeah. just not real. And, 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 and if it is for someone, it's literally like a fraction of a percent of humans who, uh, it just, it takes, it takes time and reps and, and, and the, the bloodbath of going through it, um, to, to figure out, and I loved your answer to figure out like, who are the right people to start to lead and empower and grow beyond the skill sets or the vision or the capabilities of, of the initial idea, which is cool. Um, let me shift real quick into, you mentioned the pandemic and, and, and it's like maybe cliche to ask it, but it feels really relevant. Um, how'd y'all handle it? How'd you navigate it? Like, what was that like for y'all when you um, are in a primarily like event and entertainment based business that um, certainly has some, necessity to it but also is a pretty pretty quick just like the marketing business is like pretty quick to go oh we can table that like we don't you know i don't i don't have to you know run a facebook campaign right now or whatever like how did you like stare at that kind of beast and make your way through well you're exactly right i mean we are an event driven company um whether it's rental or selling it to Mm. our customers because they're using it for event specific you know applications and and I think we had the same, I think we had the same, 
our business again i talk about you know our por- our portfolio of revenue and you know we've got the the broker rental model mm-hmm. we've got the mobile retail trailer sales and we've got the installation and and there's we can confidently say that there's no other company out there that has the the handle on all three like we feel like we do justin mm-hmm. and and i think where one kind of faltered which was you know our you know, outbound or inbound rental requests for special events, you know, your concert, fair, festival, all these things are canceling left and right. And it was that same, that same kind of moment in probably February or March for everybody, at least here in the Midwest. I, I know it happened a lot sooner down in the, the Sun Belt, but for us, it was kind of that February, March, and it was that oh shit moment. It's like, okay, um, everything's canceling. We had, you know, 30, 40 contracts cancel within a week and BJ's freaking out. And I'm like, okay, let's take a deep breath. Mm. You know, there's got to be a different, you know, we've got other revenue channels. Let's, you know, focus and and kind of re get through it. Let's pivot more or less. And so we went through kind of the oh shit moment and from it didn't last long. Justin, honestly, we people, Mm. you know, as we kind of got into that mid mid year of 2019 or 2020, excuse me, Mm. um, you know, in the heart of the pandemic, know people still knew that they had to engage whether not even necessarily engage fans and customers business had to continue that's right you know communication had to continue well it happened outside Mm. drive-in movies just went absolutely bananas Mm. well you know there's maybe 25 drive-in and and that's just a rough number but there's maybe 25 drive-in movie theaters in the midwest there's maybe 100 all around there you know a couple hundred on the u.s but that we knew that we had a product where we could drive up a big trailer, pull up a big trailer and have 30, 40, 50 cars out there. And, you know, it wasn't our idea. It was just that we benefited from, sure. you know, the, the ability to be mobile, yeah. um, to cater to a controlled environment where people were either in their cars or having to wear masks with outside, mm-hmm. you know, so quite honestly, mm-hmm. um, it went from drive-in movies and drive-in church services to, uh, drive-in funerals. Mm-hmm. I mean, you name it. It was it was everything that we could possibly do. Drive-in presidential inaugurations. It, right? yeah. I mean, like the whole thing. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was yes, just sir. you know. So, I mean, so, societally, at, that's what all uh, it all changed. Yeah, overnight. And if you look at you know a lot of our competitors out there, and I wouldn't even really consider them competitors, but these production companies absolutely mm-hmm. took it in the shorts. Mm-hmm. Because they have big truss rigs and big build-up, you know, video walls and all this, and it just they out they were they weren't able to be competitive, and they weren't able to you know sustain that model. There were people were laid off, you know, and it's hard to find labor. You know, we're a guy, a truck, and a trailer pulling up, ready to go in five minutes. You know, and that really, you know, being able being mobile mm-hmm. um, with with our products and having the amount of units that we have, you know, across the U.S., which is upwards of two hundred right now, it's crazy uh, with all of our vendor partners. Um, we were able to take every single one of those requests and fulfill them. And, you know, what we thought was going to be very detrimental to our business turned out to be honestly a profitable year for us mm-hmm. in, in a very challenging and mm-hmm. traumatic time with you know America and mm-hmm. in, in the world in general. So mm-hmm. we were able to, it was a little bit of silver lining, you know, but uh, you know, we were fortunate to just have those different pillars and that, that ability and That's we were awesome. able to pivot and, and get through it. So, yeah. And there's something to be said about that kind of, uh, it's an overused word and it kind of gets annoying, but it's true, but it's, a, it's the right word, like the nimble, responsive, agile, like mm-hmm. flexible. There's something about a company that you can call the CEO and he's like, no, let's go. Let's figure it out. Like, you don't have to check with a bunch of people. You don't have to run through a committee. You don't have to like, you just, you just did it. You just responded to, and it's back and it really all traces back to your people and, and your clients that the relationships that were formed in, in the golf days at the hotel bar at the at the driving range like those 
you out kicking in, in you, you over indexing in care mm-hmm. is allow, uh, allows businesses like yours and, um, and ours. We, we were the same way. I, I remember we were on spring break, um, visiting our in-laws in, in Florida. And I was like, wait, big 12 tournament canceled NBA canceled. And it, 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 we all remember it. It was instant. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> Oh shit. Same. Yeah. Oh, I, I know it's coming here. We're going to get the like call. And sure enough, within the first five days, we got three calls from retainer ongoing clients, which we've built our business model around primarily like recurring revenue on helping folks tell their story. And three of them went away like that. And at the time we were like six, six or seven people. Yeah. And it's like, Hey, team call three o'clock. And like, I just vulnerably was like, I don't know for you. Like, Hey, Batting down the hatches, y'all. Like, this thing's, we don't know what's going to happen. What I do know is we lost three clients this week. (laughs) And so, like, oh, boy. But same response of, like, oh, actually, now we can help tell these stories in different ways. And we can build our own video department. We can help um, accelerate this, 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 this channel of, again, we were already doing digital marketing. But it overnight became the only way people could communicate. Businesses weren't in, in person anymore, right? Um, so it was, it, it was really interesting and inspiring to see how different companies react. Totally. And, you know, totally. we look at a lot of our production type companies and friends and one in Chicago that I won't name, but I mean, they were, they're one of the largest in Chicago from a production type company. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember having a, a conversation with their, their owners and they're like, how are you guys going to get through this? And I'm like, well, you know, we've got, we're doing this, we're doing this, we're doing this, but our business is completely different from theirs. Well, I'm like, how are you guys going to do it? You are 100% event yep. specific trade show, you know, conference room, you know, you're in indoors yeah. 99% of the time. What are you going to do? And to see them kind of transform into the indoor studio stuff. And, Man. you know, they had, you know, it was just incredible the amount of time and effort and energy they put into the pivot. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, it ain't going away. That's right. That's the thing. That's right. It changed, you know, That's right. and we all say this, but pandemic has changed the way we 100%. do business. And it's not going back. You That's know, right. a lot of these companies and the, these big outdoor production type companies, right. they're calling us for the trailers. You know, mm-hmm. we don't want to go out and spend, you know, six hours building a rig with five guys. And, you know, it's just, it's a blood. That bath. makes sense for them. You yeah. know, we want yeah. a trailer that we can pull up in you know 20 yeah. minutes and be ready to plug in. So yep. it's just, I think, you know, the That's pandemic, awesome. while we benefited from the, you know, just the mobility of our product and our portfolio, mm-hmm. um, we're also seeing kind of the, mm-hmm the uptick and the change in business and how people are going about their, their day to day. So yeah, that's awesome. Um, we've got about five minutes left with yeah. you, which I, I could spend a, a couple days yeah. uh, picking your brain. It's been a blast. Um, let's shift real quick into, I've got two things on my mind and, and, and we can tackle them in any, in any order. The first is kind of the, <clears throat> the vision for, excuse me, the vision for your next and pick a horizon. Um, you're, you've been in business for six, so let's say six. Um, as you see the horizon for the next six, what makes you excited? What makes you um, come alive? What makes you scared? Um, what makes you worried? What, you know, what, what's your kind of emotional range on the on the horizon for the next six years? So that's one bucket, and just to get it out so I don't forget it. The second bucket is like, man, when you think legacy, when you think like, um, you know, we, we've talked about, family first and, and knowing, you know, your, your story with four kids and a wife, like you, you've got a far beyond insane impact.com, right? Like there's something else for you that, that matters and is meaningful. So kind of like business vision for six years and then 
hey man, when you're when it's all done, and I know I have a question like this at the end of our podcast, but like, why why is this work meaningful, right? Like, why why do you do this stuff? Why do you go through it? Why do you keep pushing, keep trying to find ways? So those are my two long questions. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. And I and I think I just said it just a few minutes ago, but I, I mm-hmm. we truly are just getting started, Justin. And I and I think you can take that for however you want to, but we feel like it's taken us this amount of time to get into the, you know, get out of the hogs trough and into the groove and go. And, you know, so for us, the first six years are, you know, that's the battle. Now it's kind of like, okay, we're going to continue to battle, but it's going to just be more efficient, more fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and still a lot of pain along the way, I'm mm-hmm. sure. But uh, mm-hmm. I see, you know, if it's, if I'm categorizing the first six years of kind of the, it's taken us six years to prepare for launch and now we're ready to launch. Awesome. And, uh, and, and to me, I look at, you know, if I look at our continue, our three revenue channels that I talk a lot about, you know, we just don't see a, where anybody's going to get in our way except for ourselves. So we're really mm-hmm. excited about just the, having the three channels, the mm-hmm. individuals that are here. And I, I can see us growing this company to, you know, two and three, four times of what we actually mm-hmm. thought it could awesome. within a 10 year, you know, within a, a 10 year span. So we, we just know that, you know, we're going to continue to have that mm-hmm relentless mindset around innovation, um, development and personal growth, um, you know, within our teams. We're, we're growing today. We just hired five people, you know, mm. within the last week, five really good people in mm. there. Um, you know, it's really hard to hire and find good people these days, as we all know, but we landed some some bang up candidates that are awesome. going to absolutely take us, you know, help us take this thing next level. Can so, I pause you real quick? I, 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 I just feel, I feel like we have to highlight it. It is really hard macro to hire people companies like yours that have clear vision have momentum i bet you had applications you're humble in the way you approach i bet you had applications out the ass that that you weeded through because like people i I do think that's been this like amazing again all the like hard stuff about the pandemic aside which is real not minimizing it different conversation it's changed the way people work it's changed the way people accept crappy jobs has changed the way people don't want to work for companies who are full of assholes or whatever. Right. It's given in, in you said it earlier, like top talent people, it's given them the freedom and the permission a little bit to go, wait, I don't have to work at the, this lame place down the street that I sit in the cube and hate my life and just check the box until retirement. Right. Like it's, it's, it's accelerated that so quickly um, so I appreciated how humble and Midwestern you answered the question, but it's like, man, you, you had your pick and those five are rock stars because like you guys have a story that's captivating and fun and, and part of, um, a, a broader and more holistic life that people, I, 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 sorry, man, I'm just like a little soapboxy because it's like, man, I, I don't want to be a part of just like making a living. Like I want to make a life. I want to make a, a build a team that is alive and not always stressed out or frantic or worried about money, right? Like that, that I think mission and, and motivation for you is so clear. And I just wanted to, wanted to affirm it. So, yeah, no, no, just a real quick story from yesterday. We had our 2022 planning session with the, with the group, all the core group was in there and we got through the whole day and I just, I, I'm sitting back and kind of taking all and just letting the team do the, do the deal. And, and I came out of the restroom and, and I'm sitting there listening to them talk. And I said, guys, you know what? I, the thing I love most about our company is our culture. And I said, I know that's very cliche, but I said, we can sit down and we can 
say bad words and we can t- <laughs> we can talk the way we want to talk and we can start drinking beer at 11 o'clock on a Friday morning if we want to. And who's going to tell us not to? Yeah, right? who's going to say no, right? <laughs> and it's right. just, and they're all like, that's right. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, so it's just right. kind of one of those deals where, you know, the culture of our company that's and right. the team and, and I can't say enough about them. I talked a lot about them the last time we sat down as a group and, and, uh, but mm. that's the vision is for the business, you know, to mm. continue to develop the team, you know, develop the business model, um, you know, solidify mm. the business models, mm. but we're going to grow and we're going to grow mm. by, um, again, I use that word relentless a lot, but relentless innovation. I learned it from TaylorMade. Mm. They are the king of innovation. Mm. And, you know, as much flack as we got for launching new drivers every six months and all this BS, you know what? Mm. It didn't, it didn't even phase our customers because mm. if you have relationship, and you have the right team, and you've got a product that can serve a purpose, um, there's great. no telling where you can go. It's That's actually great. just endless. So we feel like we're, uh, we're sprinting downfield, and, and we, we're doing it with a very small handful of product. And as we you know, grow out the portfolio, it's going to be interesting. That's awesome. I love it. All right, the legacy question. Yeah. I, you know, I, this is an easy one for me because I learned it from my grandpa. I learned from my dad, you know, my family. And was, I, I'm just – to me, you know, money is money, and that's that's one thing. We're very my wife and I live pretty pretty simple lives in our families. Um, yeah, we've got a we've got a nice home, but at the at the end of the day, you know, my goal and my daughters love our company. Mm. They can't get enough of the company. Obviously, they just they know what we do, and they get a they get part of the fun. They go to the Chiefs championship, you know, Super Bowl parade. Mm. I take them to the the mm. Super Bowl, not to the game, but mm. they go down. Yeah. You know, we get to go a week before Super Bowl every yeah. year because we're involved in. And we get to hang out and they get to be a part of it. But they're just, mm. they love the company. They know they can see how hard I work. They know I'm up late. They know I'm up early. Mm. But, uh, you know, my legacy to them is just, you know, to work hard, you mm. know, and know that, you know, if you work hard, obviously good things can happen. And, you know, we, we were joking earlier on the way over here about the whole just kids growing up and all of this and being able to apply things that I'm a, you know, I'm 41 years old, Justin. So being able to Same, apply bro. a lot of the, <laughs> It's Hard. different, by the way. <laughs> yeah. People are like, oh, when you turn 40, it's different. I'm like, bullshit. No, it's not. I'm like, yeah. no, it's different. <laughs> it's actually different. And, and life always hasn't been great. You know, there's always, there's time periods in my life, whether it's through high school or college or post-college and start running a business, mm-hmm. you know, I've had bumps in the road and, you know, they've been challenging times for, for, you know, whether it's my family or my kids and, you know, you just, again, kind of that work hard, get through it. You know, I told my daughter this morning, my oldest one, and, and I just said, you can be the most gorgeous person. You can be a wonderful athlete, but if you don't have a kind heart, mm. you know, you're in trouble. You know, we need to, mm. and it was more of just coming off of, you mm. know, th- that's the way that if you work hard mm. and you're, you're good right to your thing. people, that's right. you know, think good things are going to happen. And yep. I think that's why we're very lucky. I mean, we are a, a super, super, mm. super, BJ super. We are a, <laughs> uh, we're an incredibly humble organization. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the more that I can, you know, leave that legacy on my family, um, that's all that matters. Yeah, that's well said. Money, will, money will come and go, and yep. uh, that's fine. But as long as we're happy and healthy mm. and you know, mm. that stuff, then you know, I just want them to work hard and yeah, and just trust that their dad's going to get them downfield. So that's that's awesome, man. Well said. That's a wonderful way to end that. Uh, before we ask our final five, which I prepped you on, um, the 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 word that came to my mind in our conversation is, man, you have a really clear, I'm sure you've heard this a lot, so it's not novel or new. Um, We have a sharp mindset. Your mindset um, is, is powerful. It's, it's 
strong, it's captivating, it's um, contagious. I'll use the word again, it's galvanizing. I think there's some like, you can bolt onto it, right? Um, and mindset is so powerful. It's so powerful to, to look at something with the belief, not the like false optimism, BS, plastic stuff of like, that's ah, going to be, everything's going to be great, <laughs> right? Um, but this like resolute, you know, laser focus, like we're going to be okay. It might suck. Yeah. In fact, it probably will lots of days, but like we're building something of value. We're building a life of value. We're building relationships of value. Um, that mindset's really clear to me and it's, it's fun to, it's fun to be in, in the presence of a, a strong leader like, like you. So thanks, man. No, I appreciate it. I really do. Um, you know, we said it yesterday in our meetings, it's, you know, leading up until, you know, probably a third of the way through last year, you know, mm. a lot of our, mm a lot of our days were, you know, 10% good, 90% bad. Yeah. And that 90% yeah. bad and 10% good can be quantified in a million totally. ways. But, totally. you know, we sat down yesterday and it's like that completely flipped. Awesome. You know, we're 90% good and 10% bad. And our bad is really minor. Mm. I mean, it's really minor these days. And we're, mm. so just kind of that whole, how it took mm. so long to get that thing mm. flipped around. Mm. Um, but it's, it comes with, you know, making sure that there is a clear path to That's where right. you want to be and the right people and you know, so on right. and so forth. But. Yeah, no, well said. All right, brother, uh, final five. First one, um, last book you read or listened to. I know it wasn't a fancy business model book from Harvard because you, you mentioned that earlier, which I don't read that crap either. Yeah. Um, last book you read or listened to. It would have been, honestly, it was when I when I was with Shields. It's been a mm. long time. Mm. I don't, I, like I said, I'm not a big mm. book reader. I like the white papers. I like Love what's it. happening now, yep. you know, current events type yep. stuff, but good to great. We had Love to read it. it from Shields as I was kind of working my way up into the manager training program, um, and it was obviously a great book, you know, yeah. and that was prior to working for TaylorMade. It was prior to starting this business, but a lot of core values. That was kind of a book that Shields, you know, really ingrained into their, their leadership people. Yep. So, um, but I, I'm a huge fan of just industry stuff. Mm. You know, mm. if I want to, honestly, Justin, if I'm going to focus my time and the little bit of time mm. that I do with, you know, the day-to-day -day stuff and then the mm. wife and the kids and the sports and all these other things, the little bit of time that I do take, it's it's industry-related stuff mm. because I want to have a Be pulse sharp. on it. Yeah. 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 You know, I know that, you know, and a lot of people, oh, you got to read this book. It's so great. It's going to change the way you, you run your business. But our business is so different. I mean, there's <laughs> there's never been a day in six years where it's been the same day. 100%. You know, we incur different challenges. We incur different victories. But That's right. there's never been, yeah, you can pull bits and pieces from these big fancy books and stuff. That's and I right. get, you know, people like, oh, gosh, you read this. I'm like, I don't <laughs> I don't want to read it. You know, I want to do it. And I, you know, because mm. I can control mm. what I can control. I love that. And the, and the book's not going to make me think differently. And that's, I mean, that might be a little bit of a rogue statement, but the book, it. you know, it's, you know. so like, I'm writing, just, my, I'm writing my own damn book. I'm yeah, living it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We yeah. Are, like, we're going to write a book about insane <laughs> impact someday. That's awesome. But uh, uh, I love that answer, man. I got to say one quick story. Good to great reminded me just to, like, highlight the, the concept of, of humanity and, and um, care. So we're on a client meeting, and I just got to brag on Colin. You're you're gonna meet him in a couple in a, in a little bit in our meeting. But um, we're in a, in a meeting. He loved the concept of the flywheel in mm -hmm. Colin's outlines about the power of of when the thing is rolling and one thing leads to the next, leads to the next, and it all relates to each other. Anyway, um, woman on the call, client on the call. She was like, "Oh my gosh, I haven't read that yet." Colin bu buys two copies, has them in person, writes a note. 
next meeting, he's like, hey, I bought this book for you. And it's like, man, that little tiny touch, <laughs> she'll never forget that. Yeah. And, and, it, and it leaves this impression of like, man, you listened, you cared, you, you understood. Um, so shout out to Colin Potter. Nice job, sir. Yeah. Um, second question, favorite t-shirt. I know you're not you're a you're you're a hoodie and hat and get get after it kind of guy. But what's if you were we're rocking a t-shirt, what would you wear? Well, it's clean tees number one. If you're if you're not fresh clean tees, you know, and this is a are you familiar, are you familiar with no. fresh and clean? Oh, no, gosh, I'm like it's a brand. Yeah, okay. fresh clean tees. Okay. Fresh clean tees. Okay, okay. Uh, it's should know one of the best uh, t-shirts I've ever worn. So you're welcome, fresh clean tees for uh, for this hit. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm a, I, I don't wear, I mean, it's, I'm a black yep. t-shirt. I yep. like the, the camel green and, you know, some yep. of this other stuff. But I'm, if I'm wearing a t-shirt, short, short sleeve, fresh, clean tees. I love it. Got to go get it. Good. Boom. Love it. Yeah. Um, their tagline is you got to hide the, you can hide your beer gut is what it is. That's, <laughs> that's probably the reason why I like it. <laughs> that's awesome. I love that. Uh, if, what would you do right now if you weren't afraid? Oh, man. There's not a lot I don't do. Um <laughs> Dang. You I, don't strike me as the most afraid fella, but it, no, um, I tend to, you know, it's <laughs> a really good question, and I was preempt with the question too, and I and I <laughs> thought a lot about it. I just I struggle with being afraid of anything. Mm. You know, I really do. Um, again, when you run a business and you own a business and your life's on the line, you know, again That's that right. whole comment right out of the gate, you know, thick skin type stuff. But mm. you know, if I wasn't afraid of mm. anything. Um, I'd start up about four other companies right now. <laughs> That's awesome. Honestly, I would. That's awesome. And, you know, and maybe it's not, and there's other, <laughs> I would. I mean, I would just, because yeah. I love the thrill and yeah. I've been through it and, and I feel like going through the, the, the blood, sweat and tears, all the years aside, but, yeah. uh, you know, I feel like if, if, you know, what I've learned in the last five, six years, if I wasn't afraid, you know, I'd just start more companies. I'd mm. build as many companies as I could. Mm. And some might, you know, some might succeed, some might mm. fail, but, um, if I wasn't afraid, I'd, I'd cash in everything to go start and build more companies. I've had just such an incredible ride and thrill mm, mm. with doing it. And I get so much, uh, you know, internal satisf you know, satisfaction mm. over seeing our, our people succeed. Mm. And uh, mm. so, yeah, that's what I would do. That's cool. I I'd love it. Go to the it. bank and take it all and, and start something else up. That's you awesome. Know, I my love mind it. never stops turning. So. <laughs> I love it. Um, favorite place on earth is? Uh the patio out on the back deck with my mm. wife mm. and kids. Mm. It's uh, it's the very rare do we get time to sit down mm. and just chill out, be slow, and yep. just be you know let the let the pain go away for mm. you know a couple hours sit there and have mm. a little margarita and just relax. <laughs> Honestly, it's uh, it's spot. very surreal and, and it, we don't get to do it a lot, but mm. uh, um, yeah, it's uh, it's a really enjoyable time just kind of sitting around and catching up with the kiddos and, and sitting there having a margarita. Those moments are good, man. They are too. They very are very boring. They are very too, boring answer. No, it's, it's real, actually a beautiful. It's answer. the real one. It's so. actually a beautiful answer. Um, we've got into this a little bit already, but when it's all said and done, what do you want to be remembered for? Um, I want to be remembered for uh, on the business side um, for the guy that gave somebody a chance to do something really, really great. Mm. And I think the. And be a part of something fun, mm. you know, be a part of something that wasn't a job, mm. you know, where they actually enjoyed coming mm. to, whether it's the office or the shop every day. Mm. I just, you know, I want to be, I want to be remembered for somebody that gave, you know, mm. a 23 year old kid out of college a shot that 
you know, is now running, you know, our largest, you know, portion of our business, you know, mm. and they can provide for their family. So I just want to be, mm. I want to be remembered for somebody that gave somebody a shot that they can turn into a career. And, and, and I think that's happening. I hope that's happening. And um, I believe it's happening mm. um, on the, on the personal side, really just, again, you know, create uh, a sense of, you know, hard work and you know, work ethic and, and good attitude. And, mm. you know, so hopefully I can instill that into my, my daughter's brains and maybe they can take over the business someday. One of them. I got a couple little entrepreneurs <laughs> awesome. um, growing up in the ranks, but uh, that's awesome. Yeah. I love it, man. Well, Todd, I've enjoyed every second of the conversation could, could have kept it going forever, but we, uh, we actually have a meeting that both of our teams are going to be mad at us if we're late too. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, they're, they're so long, I so. appreciate you. Where can folks follow along on the journey or the story? Yeah, uh, obviously, insaneimpact.com is uh, the, the number one site out there. And then we've got, thanks to our friends at Guild, uh, all of our social channels are up rocking and rolling. So Facebook, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, all good all good sorts. And I'm sure this, this podcast will be out soon enough so we can yeah, uh, all take a listen. That's right. Todd, I appreciate you, brother. Super fun. Thanks, Justin. Yes, sir. As always, thank you for listening. Your attention is super valuable, so thank you for giving it to us. If you're a fan of the show, please go rate and review us wherever you're listening to this. I would really appreciate it. Until next time, when we get to share another great conversation with you, have a great week and let your life tell a meaningful story.